Here's the New Zealand First Leader, a former uh, Deputy Prime Minister and Foreign Minister, Winston Peters. What do you make of Chippy's visit to Beijing? It looks to me like he didn't want to poke the Chinese bear. He had to walk a reasonably fine line. He played it pretty safe. Would you have done likewise? Well, you've got to play it safe. You're over there with our biggest trading partner in that context when it comes to exports. And so uh, going over there and parading and postulating doesn't help. But it doesn't mean that when you're there, you don't uh, uh, that you don't stand up for the principles and the beliefs that you, you as a country have. And uh, if you frame it properly, they will understand that you're not prepared to uh, desert the fundamentals of our economy and our society, or do I say it, our democracy? Yeah, but literally, but I, I literally, Winston, that. we've got to be nice little boys and girls and do what President Xi says. Really, we can't afford to poke the bear. Issues we disagreed with were merely referenced in the discussion. Well, of course, you've got all sorts of statements being made by the journalists, and I don't believe half the stuff I've heard coming out of China from them either. The reality of it all is it's a case of making sure that your interests are represented whilst your beliefs are maintained. And it's called diplomacy, and when you have a an economy with so many people dependent on the mistake that was made, which was, you know, too many eggs in one basket, you have to walk a very fine line, and I respect him for that. President Xi described us as a friend and a partner, which is nice of him. Prime Minister Hipkins refused to join Joe Biden in calling President Xi a dictator, and I'm, I'm pleased he didn't either, because that would only rock the boat. Well, he could have been more clever by saying they are responsible for their political arrangements and they're responsible for ours, and leave it at that. Now, Christopher Luxon uh, is not over there. If he was going over there, he wouldn't have gone in the ancient Defence Force planes, the 757s. Uh, He would have gone on a commercial airline. And to be fair to Mr Luxon, he knows a thing or two about the airline industry. What's your take on this? Well, he might know a bit about the airline industry, but he knows very little about the fact that we picked up in 2000. And 17, as the Defence Minister, when Ron Mark and me as Foreign Minister, we picked up a forward uh, budget for our Air Force and other utilities in our military of $20 billion with not $1 set aside in the 2016 uh, review that uh, was done under National. And so the reason why we're flying these antiquated aircraft is that although we've upgraded under Ron Mark a whole lot of them, we haven't got there on this one. And that's why we had these two planes flying together, which tells the world just how poorly we're doing when it comes to the real things we should have got right a long time ago. I don't know about two planes, but we looked on the international stage like the two Ronnies, didn't we? No, we sent two planes. One was a backup, just in case the other one broke down. Yeah, but that's farcical. Well, I know it's farcical, but that's my point. Let's put the blame where it lies. It's all right for the National Party and Actors to make all these comments, but where were they in 2008 to 2017 in terms of properly provisioning us? Now, you're not allowed to not answer this question, and don't give me your normal old guff. I don't comment on other parties, because I'm kind enough to give you some air time so you can be kind <laughs> enough to answer my question, Mr Peters. Right, here you go. The Nats are claiming that they could win, or they've got 44 winnable seats. If they were to win all of those 44 seats, or even 42 of them, uh, that would effectively lead them with no list MPs, no Chris Bishop, no Nicola uh, Willis. Also, if they won those 
44 seats, only 11 of the candidates are females. That would leave their caucus with 25% female. So that's not very gender, well it's very gender biased should I say. Where does New Zealand First sit on candidate waiting or do you just pick the best candidate? Well, we pick on the best candidates that are available. And the reality is we've got a very serious hierarchy in the National uh, New Zealand First of women in so many critical positions. And at one point there was about, uh, of the top eight, seven were women. It's where women want to position themselves. We leave it up to women to decide. But we pick on the best candidate uh, available, regardless of ethnic background, regardless of gender. This business of trying to level up, and some people would like to be in politics, but they don't want to go to Parliament. Uh, we've got women with children who are flat out working for the party, they're on the board, but they've got other commitments as well, and I understand that. So this sort of uh, virtue signalling by compulsion doesn't work. Final question for you. How did your political meeting in the Dunedin Town Hall go last Sunday? Um, I was given the option of going to that or doing gardening. I don't really like gardening, Winston. I'd sooner play golf, but I chose the gardening. Did I miss out on anything? You seriously did. And for the first time, a metropolitan paper, the Otago Daily Times, actually covered it. Because we're having these meetings, they're all packed out, and there's been a blackout from the mainstream metropolitan media. But we're going to power on because in the end, it's not me they're attacking, it's you and the listeners to this radio station. Winston Peters, thanks for your time. I'm out of time. Thank you very much.